Hello again, everyone, and welcome back for part two of this special back-to-back -back Christmas trivia party of ours. Yesterday, I challenged Rachel to a 1970s-inspired game of Two Truths and a Lie. If you haven't checked that out yet, that's okay. Nothing in today's episode depends on your having listened to yesterday's. Today, Rachel is the quiz master, challenging me to a game of Shepherdy, a Jeopardy-inspired trivia quiz. This is the second time Rachel has brought Shepherdy to Christmas Past. Check out our episode from last season to see how I did. Before we dive in on today's game, let me tell you that even though Christmas is just days away, and even though this season of the podcast is winding down, there is still a handful of episodes remaining, and that means that there is still time to share a Christmas memory to appear in one of those episodes. Time is starting to run out, but it hasn't run out yet. So record yourself speaking into your phone's voice memo app and send it to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep it reasonably short, clean, and family-friendly, and be sure to say your name and where you're from. But do all of that after you listen to today's episode. And on that note, put on your thinking cap and get ready to put your Christmas spirit to the test as we play Shepherdy. This is Shepherdy 2021. Um, Brian, uh, these are typically questions that are more for the novice Christmas fan. Uh, you're probably going to have a very easy time, um, but it'll be fun either way. So... The questions go from 100 points to 500 points, and they increase in difficulty as the points, point values increase. So would you like to start with 100s? Yes, we'll start with the 100s. And before we get started, I'll just say that not everyone, obviously, if you're listening, you can't see what I'm seeing right now over this Zoom call. But behind Rachel is a board, uh, a grid of questions very much in the in the, um, the vein of Jeopardy, where we have questions of different colors. So from red, yellow, green, blue, and another shade of blue uh, with point values going from 100 to 500. And I take it there are five different categories of question. Is that right? There is one category, and the category is Christmas. They just Got get it. more difficult. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So I know when I was in college and graduate school, everybody loved to make Jeopardy games for presentations. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I came up with the idea to do this with my family. So this is year eight of Jeopardy. Let's I'm start ready. with 100. And I apologize to listeners if they hear the Velcro. Velcro. Oh, no, that adds <laughs> to the enjoyment. There you go. There you go. Okay, question number one. This royal delivered her first televised Christmas message to the nation on December 25th, 1957. Okay. Was that Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth the second. The second. Queen was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just making Very that good. up. She's hey, all right. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next, we have 31% more diamonds are purchased on at Christmas time than any than that what other holiday? Uh, it would have to be Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Is it 31% more diamonds? That's surprising though. Right. People giving diamond. I I have certainly never given a diamond for Christmas, but I know I've, I hear a lot of people get proposed to at Christmas time, right? So oh, that would make sense. Huh. That that's there's a lot of risk there. Right. Yeah. Although really I proposed to my wife dice. on her birthday. So I guess, yeah, oh, usually like, nice. yeah, special occasions. Third okay. 100 point question. See, okay. See, these are the easiest ones. They're uh -huh. 100 pointers. The Grinch mm -hmm. is as cuddly as what? Oh, um, a cactus? Yes. He's as cuddly as a cactus. Oh, that was just luck that I happen to remember that. I, <laughs> you know, I like the Grinch just fine, but it's not like one of my top 10 Christmas specials right. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there's a lot of, you know, there's so many Grinches now. There's the original, there's mm-hmm. the Jim Carrey Grinch, then there's the Ew, one that yeah, came out in like, that. oh, so you're <laughs> in that camp, huh? These take six to 15 years to grow to the size we like them at Christmas time. It would have to be a Christmas tree. That's a Christmas tree. From a seedling to an eight-foot tree, it takes six to 15 years. I knew I some of them took 15. I wonder if, does that have to do with like climate or... Might be. The, I would think it was probably varietal. Yeah. Okay. This is the last of the $100 questions. All 100 right. point questions. <laughs> okay. In the song, Winter Wonderland, what do we call the snowman? Uh, well, Parson Brown. It's Parson Brown. Parson Brown. What is a parson? I know like generally what a parson a pastor, is. Right? Pastor, right? It's a man of the cloth. Some... Isn't a pastor though someone who manages multiple uh, congregations? Or is it oh, just someone? I thought that was yeah, showing my hand here. I don't really know much don't know. about those things. And did I learn on your show that Winter Wonderland was written by a, a man with dying of tuberculosis or something? I I do know that fact, and I might have tweeted that or something, but there I haven't done that on my my show. Here we go. Because I, I remember like the people with tuberculosis, they would go to sanatoriums, and the thought mm-hmm. was you get them outside in the cold mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that it would help. All right, 200. Here we go. All right. What do the songs Jingle Bells, Winter Wonderland, and Sleigh Ride all fail to mention in their lyrics? Oh, Christmas. I know that. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Don't mention there, Christmas there at all. There have to be other Christmas songs that don't mention oh, Christmas. Be. But yeah. But um, yeah, I did an episode about Jingle Bells this year, and that was really interesting because yeah. it was, you know, obviously not a Christmas song, but it was part of this thing back in the day known as the sleigh, sleigh ride song. Mm-hmm. And Jingle Bells is the only one that we still know of today, but there's just a ton. It was just one of many like it, and they all kind oh, of follow cool. the same pattern of talking about sleigh rides and there's usually some kind of like you know someone fell out of the sleigh or people were drunk or something mm-hmm. like that um yeah <laughs> it's and been then, a lot of fun back in those sleighs <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were like really big in courtship rituals and things like that um oh, but then wow. the, probably the most surprising fact is that jingle bells was written for a minstrel hall in yeah. boston mass and so the first time the song was ever publicly performed it was performed in blackface and oh. The woman who uh, she was doing a research study about all of this and published an article. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, certain one certain side of the media started attacking her, saying, like, oh, she's saying Jingle Bells is racist. And like, oh, this is like an attack. This Aww. is part of the war on Christmas, like these woke liberals, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, these are just, I'm not, these are presenting just any commentary, yeah. no contextualizing. That right. is simply the fact. And, yeah. And so, um, I, when I reached out to her because I wanted to interview her, she was very like wanted to make Probably sure scared. that I wasn't yeah. going to portray right. her in a negative light. Please let's not cancel Jingle Bells. Please. Yeah, don't cancel. <laughs> There's no need to cancel Jingle Bells, but the, knowing the history is very interesting. Right, right. It is interesting. All right, 200 points. <clears throat> what is the main ingredient in traditional gingerbread cookies? The main ingredient. It's not flour. It is flour. Okay, good. That's a tricky tricky one. one. I'm trying to trap trap my family with that one because everybody's going to say ginger. Well, do you know the traditional gingerbread? The main ingredient was breadcrumbs, and really. Yeah. Uh, hence and bread, right? Yeah. And so I haven't tried making it yet. I really do. There's a guy on YouTube who has a channel called Tasting History, and he made uh-huh. traditional gingerbread. And it's basically, it's like ginger, honey, licorice, uh, breadcrumbs, and sandalwood. And sandalwood, wow. um, which I, you know, I, I basically thought that was like, you know, 
something like a scent, like patchouli or right, something like that. Right, right. But it kind of looks like paprika. I think you, it doesn't taste like much. People would usually use it for coloring more than anything. Okay. But so then you boil all that stuff up and then you put it in a mold to dry. And it almost comes out tasting like, 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 a, like a sticky confection. Like, I huh. guess almost like, like a fudge-like uh, texture. Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. I don't know. It probably just tastes really sweet and kind of sickly. Right. In some recipes, you put beer in it. All right. 200 points. How do you say Merry Christmas in Hawaiian? Ah, that Melikalikimaka. That's the ticket. Melikalikimaka. That's my college roommate's favorite Christmas song. It's a good one. Shout out to Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas. He's going to be spending the holidays in Hawaii with his family. Oh, jealous. Um, I know. Me too. Because right now here, looking out the window in New York, it's about 50 degrees and sunny. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. real Christmassy today. (laughs) (laughs) We have a rare rainy day here in the Bay Area. Oh, rain. The people of Finland leave candles here on Christmas Eve to honor their relatives who have passed on. Oh, wow. I have no idea. Let's just maybe the hearth. In graveyards. Graveyards are said to be seas of light on Christmas Eve. That makes a lot more sense than my answer. Okay. See, they're getting a little bit more difficult. A little bit more difficult. Yeah, that must be really pretty. Yeah. Okay. This company debuted their first Christmas cards in 1915, though people originally started sending Christmas cards in 1843. Uh, it's going to have to be Hallmark. That's Hallmark. Very good. And I believe they were the ones who popularized the idea of like, like a folding card that you put in an envelope oh, and mail. Yeah. Most Christmas cards before they came along were, were just postcards. It was just you know, a plain yeah. piece of cardboard that you put a stamp on. Yeah. Um, I follow this uh, guy on Facebook. I think it's weird Christmas. Oh yeah. And, and he shares all these like Christmas cards, very odd, very odd, having nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. That was really personified like foods and items and animals and odd. Victorian Christmas <laughs> cards fell into two camps. Like either it, they would portray spring, right? It was supposed to be mm-hmm. sort of like, hey, you know, the winter's almost over. Don't worry right. kind of thing. Uh, or yeah, it'd be Christmas. It'd be like animals doing weird things, right? You know, yeah. like, like a frog dressed up like as a, you know, a soldier or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, food, like a Christmas pudding that's like, you know, running after you instead of you right. eating with it. With like eyes and mouth and yeah, legs. exactly. Weird, weird stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> Craig Christmas. from... um. <laughs> Craig from Weird Christmas, he, he yeah. has a podcast and then also a pretty, pretty robust Twitter feed. Yeah, so the, very interesting. I, I enjoy it. Okay, we're on to the 300 points. So it's going to be getting a little bit more difficult, I hope. For okay, you. let's go. The states of Maryland and Michigan both use this familiar fur and balsam related Christmas melody for their state song. Fur and balsam related Christmas melody. The Holly and the Ivy? No. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. That's Maryland and Michigan's state song melody. Really? Huh. Okay. We kiss beneath the mistletoe because the ancient Norse associated mistletoe with Freya, the goddess of what? Oh, um, I did an episode about mistletoe. I mean, like love, I suppose? Yeah, love and fertility. Okay, 300. The Christmas spirits of German citizens were heightened in 1989 because of this historic event that occurred the November prior. Oh, the uh, coming down of the Berlin Wall? Yep, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, the Berlin See, Wall. See, you were you were rocking this board, Brian. 
This is your I remember at, at Macy's, you could actually buy mm. a piece of the Berlin Wall. Really? You were selling them in little bags. I don't know why I remember that. Back at the, um, what was the name of that mall in Massachusetts? You know, I don't know if teenagers still do this, like hang out at the mall. That seems like a very 80s no, thing. but we, not so much it? anymore. All right. This actor played a very bad Santa in 2003 alongside the late John Ritter and the late Bernie Mac. Oh, that was Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. I have not seen that movie. It's bad. I mean, it's a decent movie. I kind of enjoy it, but uh-huh. yeah, he's bad. But I've been bad. on a movie kick this season. I you know, I know you're not a movie person. What are you doing? Generally, I'm not. I think <laughs> and on the one hand, it's because I am just so tired at the end of the day that all I can oh, yeah. do after taking is care of a baby sit is sit and watch something. a movie. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, I don't know. Part of me is just a fear, little bit of fear of missing out. There were certain movies I definitely wanted to see. I wanted to see Single mm-hmm. All the Way. Um, I loved it. I, loved I thought it was it. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, my wife wanted to watch the Brooke Shields one where they go live in a castle in Scotland. I just started that when I was frosting cookies the other day. It's it's okay. It's not eh, my favorite, yeah. but it was fine. All right, three hundred. Here we go. This okay. So we were just talking about this a little while ago. This spirit is traditionally added to butter and served with Christmas pudding and can either be used to make a sweet icing or to light the pudding on fire. Well, there are any number that you could add, but I think rum is probably one of the most common. Oh, I have brandy here. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you say cognac? Yeah. Cognac. When you said butter, I was like, okay, hot buttered rum. Cause you can yeah, use rum. Yeah. Um, the pudding that I'm going to be making today, I'm using bourbon, which I believe is Ooh. whiskey. I know yeah, like is. zilch about alcohol. I just like, mm-hmm. I buy it to make Christmas stuff. So yeah, I had to look it up, but I think bourbon's a kind of whiskey. Yes, it is. On to 400. Hopefully 400. these are going to get, get pretty Let's hard see. now. Here we go. Okay. This is a very long one, long winded one. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. This German professor of theology, priest, author, composer, former Augustinian monk and seminal figure in the Protestant Reformation actually had the first Christmas tree. Was it Martin Luther? It was Martin Luther. He came up with the idea of candlelit trees in 1536. Yeah, I think I talked about that in the episode on Christmas lights. And there was like, you know, that might be true. It's like a Mm -hmm. common, um, because, you know, the story was, it's about the the lights were supposed to remind him of the star of Bethlehem or something like that. Okay. Which U.S. president moved Thanksgiving back from November 30th to the fourth Thursday of November to extend the opportunity for holiday shopping and help depression-strained real retailers? Yeah, that was FDR. It was FDR. Okay, what auspicious animated television event premiered in December 1965? Has to be Charlie Brown Christmas. It's Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown. Yeah, we just did yeah, an episode just, about that. I know, I know. Yeah. And I listened to it and I'm like, darn it, he's going to get that one too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were a lot that came out in the 60s. You know, that was yeah. when Mr. Magoo and... Um, did Frosty come out in the 60s? Yeah, Frosty's from the 60s. Okay. This European country has a tradition of a witch dropping gifts for children down the chimney. Yeah, La Bafana. That's from Italy. Italy. I have that this tradition is celebrated on the night of Epiphany on January 5th. All right. Last 400 pointer. What was Frosty the Snowman's nose made of? Corncob pipe and a button nose. A button nose. Good job. That was another, a another yeah, yeah. trap 
trapper. I'm trying to trap my family because everybody's going to say carrot. Okay, moving on. 500. Okay, you talked about this pretty recently too. When St. Nicholas dropped gold down the chimney of the home of three poor dowryless sisters, it created the, the what Christmas tradition? Yeah, um, it was supposed to have been the leaving the stockings by the chimney. Yes, yeah, stockings by and, the fireplace. And, you know, I think people would leave stockings by the fireplace anyway to dry them. To dry and so, them. You know, the idea was that um, St. Nicholas, when he came, he would put the, the, um, the treats in the stocking. Only problem was chimneys weren't invented uh, yeah. until about 800 years after St. Nicholas's time. That's a Roman right. invention from much later. So it's, it's like, right. you know, I, I think with a lot of these legends, you assume that part of it's made up. But this is there's just no mm -hmm. way that's true. Well, and I had read somewhere that he threw it in the window because mm -hmm. the, their father was not going to accept charity. So he's like, I'll just throw it in the window. And it landed in the stockings. All right, 500. Here we go. This U.S. state that shares its name with a popular musical was the first to declare Christmas an official holiday. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That was, when was that? 18 something. It was a federal holiday in 1870 under President Grant. And I want to say it was like 1830 something. They were the first ones to call it a state holiday. And even so, that didn't necessarily mean much because um, state holiday, it was... I believe into the early 20th century that schools and banks would still be open on Christmas day in Massachusetts. Right. Yeah. All right. The New York sun published this famous editorial on September 21st, 1897, a response from Francis P church to a question from eight-year-old Virginia O'Hanlon. Yeah, that was yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. Yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. And there was a full story, a full television special based on Yes, Virginia, where Charles mm -hmm. Bronson plays Frank Church. Really? And this was, yeah. Do you remember actually, what year this was? I mean, it has to have been in maybe the 70s or 80s. Ed Asner's in it too, I think. Okay, two questions left. Let's go. Here we go. The name of this city is found in the states of Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Indiana, New Hampshire, Maryland, Connecticut, and Georgia. Well, I know there is a Christmas Kinetic. Is it Christmas? It's not Christmas. Is it Santa Claus? No. Oh. Okay. This is one of those questions where if I add one word to this question, uh -huh. you're going to get it. The name of this holy city is found in the states. Oh, oh okay. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. It's Bethlehem. It's yeah. Bethlehem. I've been to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's like this old steel town. I guess it's maybe oh, yeah. like an hour outside of Philly, I think. Um, and it has this big, rusty thing in the center i don't know what it is but it was obviously used for doing rusty right. industrial stuff um but it was i believe what christmas of the day after christmas of 2014 when we were moving from massachusetts to california mm -hmm. we did a road trip and that was one of our stops Definitely. and they still had a bunch of christmasy stuff going on it's a really cool place all right last question brian it's all a little right. one what other title is o come all ye faithful known by uh adeste fidelis Correct. Correct. See, Brian, you dominated the Shepherdy board. You only missed three questions. Did I really? Only three? The whole board. Yeah. My gosh. Well, I hope that you listening at home did as well as I did and that you had fun listening to Rachel and me play another edition of Shepherdy. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. And have a Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Did you do better than I did? 
Well, no matter what, I hope you had fun and that it got you into the Christmas spirit. A big, big thanks to Rachel for coming on again this year and sharing her brand of Christmas cheer with the rest of the Christmas Past family. Christmas Past is produced in wonderful Willow Glen, California by yours truly, Brian Earle. As we enter the final countdown to Christmas of 2021, let's stay connected and continue sharing our Christmas spirit. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and do join our private Christmas Past Facebook group if you haven't yet. And if you're really feeling the Christmas spirit, why not help more people discover the show? It's as easy as telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do leave a review, I'll send you a Christmas Past sticker and a handwritten Christmas card as my way of saying thanks. Reach out for details on that. I'll be back again before you know it with an all-new episode. Until we meet again, may your days be merry and bright.